Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics, each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Dick Wigel, and I'm today joined for the first time by Bradley Grimm. Welcome, Brad. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm out here in Michigan, enjoying the weather. Yeah, where, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Colorado. I'm from Denver, and I, I will tell you right true. now that... Oh, wow, you're really just going to out me like that. All right, well, I guess I'm going to have to fess up. I love to say that I am from Denver because it's a lot more interesting. But truth be told, I am born and raised from Rapid City, South Dakota. Yes, you're the first person I've ever met from South Dakota. <laughs> I get that a lot, surprisingly. You're also the least like a person I would su- suspect was yeah, from South Dakota. Which is exactly why, honey, I ran as soon as I could. She hit 18 and she was out, okay? <laughs> but you currently reside in Denver, Colorado with my good friend Sean, who is has been on the podcast at least once, maybe more. I don't know. But... Yeah. um. We've been trying to have you on for a long time, and because I've been to Colorado, I'd probably go there like once or twice a year since uh, Sean moved out there, and uh, you've always expressed interest in joining, so I'm glad we can finally get you on here. Yeah, I mean, I think he was like a little bit jealous that he wasn't going to be a part of this episode, but I was like, you know what, I really just need to find my own inner voice today and see how this goes on my own, so. You think he was just a little bit jealous? Come on, you know he's big jealous. Just a little bit. Even though I feel like he's too nervous to say anything when he's on these anyway. Maybe I don't get him drunk enough first. <laughs> exactly. I was like, um, so um, are we taking a shot or am I supposed to just go into this as dry and boring as I normally am? Yeah, we, had, <laughs> <laughs> we did a shot of 151. <laughs> uh, thank you, Cruck, for donating that to me. <laughs> yeah, I think it just kind of boiled down to like what's in the cabinet right now. Honestly, it was either that or absinthe. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I like where you took this instead. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to drink um, uh, absinthe on the rock with uh, my friend Brian like a long time ago, and we both had to pour him out. It just was like light green because we put water in it too. It was so quick. You put water in it? Why? I'm trying to like, you know, water and absinthe on the rocks. <laughs> I'm kind of just like, what is the point of absinthe in the US? You know, like it doesn't, I've heard that it doesn't have like the traditional it like doesn't. wormwood in it and like people rarely ever do it in the steps of like, you know, with the like sugar cube and like, I'm just like, if you're not going to do it the way that it was intended, you're certainly not doing it for the taste. So like, honestly, <laughs> the point is it has a stigma where people are going to be like, yeah, I'm drinking absence, bro. It's true. No laws when you're drinking claws. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Brad, what are we drinking today? Um, okay. Today it looks like we are drinking a pool time ale from Bell's Brewery, which is out of Michigan. Um, it's a Belgian-inspired wheat ale with cherry juice. And I can truly taste the cherry juice in it. Like, oh, interesting. I think I described it to you earlier as like a white girl kind of beer that I would truly drink at any point. But I think there are very few people that would actually not find this too sweet to have more than like 
one or two. It honestly tastes like <laughs> after you've eaten a chunk of cherry pie. Yeah. Like it tastes a lot. And then you like, like washed it down with like a like a blue moon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know what kind of monster would do that, but like that's Apparently where we're at. Bells does. That's, so. that's where we're at right now. Um uh and luckily, um out of all of the pie flavors, cherry is my f- favorite. Um, not that I ever fucking eat pie anymore, but well, this sounds this sounds like I'm getting sexual, but I'm straight up talking about actual pie. Pies. Can be sexual. I mean, <laughs> why not? I mean, yeah, I'm all about a good strawberry rhubarb. Like, and if you can honestly, like the inner fat girl in me is like, just take it, throw it in a blender, and throw some ice cream in there, and just make it into a fucking shake, honey. Like, why not? <laughs> oh why God. not? Like, if you're gonna do it, go big or go home. Like, I don't see any reason for this. Like, portioning it all out, like, <laughs> bite for ice cream bite. No, just blend it all Wait, up. What, what the fuck's a rhubarb? I don't even know what that is. What? I'm serious. I'm, I'm not. I'm not just saying this for the podcast. I don't know what wow. that is. Uh, so rhubarb is like this really big like. Oh, sorry, don't care. Beer number one. <laughs> I feel like this is gonna happen with me a lot. And I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, unlike most podcasts, my drops are preloaded, and I don't get to like click a button when they go because I don't really know how to set that up yet. But uh, anyways, what is rhubarb? I am actually in- interested. So rhubarb is gonna be like this big kind of like leafy like kind of. I guess it would be a vegetable. It's um comes like i've always seen it just kind of growing up like you it grows like kind of everywhere almost like a little bit like a a weed but i grew up in the country yeah i remember (laughs) like in my childhood i grew up and i was like out back of our house and i was like holy shit there's like this huge rhubarb plant but like the leaves can likely get like bigger than the size of your head and it's just like more all about the stalk Oh. Which turns like this kind of like strawberry-ish, like reddish color and color. And then I guess you just kind of like harvest the stalk and then like... You eat it with strawberries? Yeah. I mean, uh, rhubarb has so its eat, own it's, it's, kind it's, of flavor. It's still very sweet, but like it's it's its own like a, thing. like a bark kind of? Or like a... Mm, or like a, a stick, a plant like stick? A stem, like a stem. Like, okay. like a green that's a, stem. That's a better way to describe it than plant stick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of looks like, it kind of looks like kale almost. Yeah. But um, it, it's very sweet and it goes like really well with like strawberry or like peach or, you know. I don't know how I haven't tried this yet. That's crazy. You should. It's really Being good. a vegan, you know. Being better than everyone, I should I should probably try this. <laughs> a vegan that does not eat mushrooms, people like I don't I don't know what hey. what that is or where that comes from. I'm not like, eating that a mushroom with what three other options. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I, I, I eat broccoli, edamame, and uh, tofu. Um, that's about it. Um, and it's I'm only eating a mushroom unless it I'm worried about you, honey. Fucks with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't worry. I worry about you. Every day. <laughs> me and my flesh sandwich, as you so put it last night. Um. Uh, all right. So before, so we're not going to do sports day. We're going to do something else. But I'm just going to run down a quick, quick list of things that have happened that are important to me in the sports world. Um, uh, Zeke and uh, Melvin Gordon still holding out. Who cares? Um, uh, Antonio Brown apparently still has issues with his helmet. Uh, that's fucking weird, and I don't know what's <laughs> going on with that. Uh, Lions signed Damon Harrison to uh, extra year extension, so that's good. Go Lions! All right. So this next bit we're gonna do is from. My favorite podcast that I listen to every day called The Daily Zeitgeist. It's hosted by uh, Jack O'Brien and Miles Gray. Uh, 
check it out. I'm not trying to just steal this from them. I just like it. And, you know, Brad's not into sports. And there's He's not, totally I'm, just trying to accommodate to me because, like, nobody wants to hear me talk about sports. I mean, let's I mean, be every honest. time Amanda Renee comes on this podcast, <laughs> the love doctor, <laughs> she, she takes over the whole thing. So it's not like this is unordinary. <laughs> but this is a bit that I've, like thing is really good it's like uh, all right so we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna tell each other something from our search history that's revealing about who we are something that's overrated something that's underrated and a myth something that you know to be false that everyone else thinks is true so brad let's start with something from your search history that's revealing about who you are i feel like if anybody knows me like and honestly like when i heard about this question i was like I'm just going to like look at my search history and it instantly validated like (laughs) honey, all you are ever looking for is food and it's always about the nearest food towards you. And I, something in me wants like every meal. I think it's just like the inner privilege in me just wants every meal to be like the most salacious, like hit the spot (laughs) every single time. Like I am not that kind of person that just wants to like, eat something and just like get it over with like I I need this meal to be fulfilling I need it to be like everything I needed tonight and I like that's what my search history is just always about so it's just like so you would say like <laughs> and it's what's very like the best fucking me. food near me or something <laughs> yeah like or like I'll you know I'll be like craving something just like just over the top, like, how can I find a way to get tamales delivered to me? Like, the freshest tamales <laughs> delivered to me. Oh, or I used like... to love tamales when I was growing up. <laughs> and, like, I feel like that's still a really something that you can still totally have. Like, no, they have, like, don't they have, like, pork in them? Well, no, I don't eat pork, and I don't eat beef. So I always, like, I oh, love... Oh, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I and it's part of, you know, dating a vegetarian. You kind of, like, become a little bit more... I would say just like realistic that like why does it, why would why was I raised in a way where I thought that every meal needed to have meat in it like right. first of all it's not, not even sustainable at all and like second of all just once I started like making a conscious effort to realize that it was like wow my palate has totally like opened up mm. and honestly I prefer tamales that are like just sweet corn and like poblanos and like. Uh, I did not know that tamales existed without meat. I need to find me some. Yes. Like, I, when I was growing up, those that was my favorite food, like to eat, like uh, my favorite like Mexican style food to eat. Yeah, they just so cool. They come like a corn husk, you know, just yeah. Like- and like living in Denver, I mean, there's absolutely no reason why I shouldn't be able to find tamales delivered super fresh and vegetarian but you know at the same time it's Mm -hmm. like i'm always on the hunt and i need to just calm down with that and realize that like not every meal needs to be the most salacious tangy (laughs) like (laughs) a perfect thing that i've ever ordered well living in garden (laughs) city I pretty much have Burger King now. <laughs> <laughs> which has the Impossible Whopper. We got the Impossible Whopper, Which baby. I tried the other day, and you know what? I'm here for it. I'm I have totally... not tried it yet. Was it good? Yes, it was actually really good. I mean, oh, they I even, like, wait. flame broil it, so it, like, mm. has that, like, classic Burger King taste, which I have to say, like, I've never, ever, ever been a fan of Burger King, but, like, if you're going to, like, give... If you're going to be serving me, like, Impossible Whopper and, like, be making an a total effort towards like plant-based food. I'm here for that. And I'm like, so all about it. Yeah. I I saw a tweet the other day. It's like, all right guys, Burger King literally just uh, sent out the impossible burger. And they're one of the only corporations that isn't supporting Donald Trump. Sorry. We have to stand them. 
And I'm like, yeah. the king is back. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just sign me up. Like, <laughs> I'm totally here for that. Um, uh, all right. So my um, search history that I was going to bring up was I searched recently. When does cortisone cream expire? <laughs> that is so perfect. <laughs> because if anyone that knows me knows that every year around this time, I get a very, very bad case of poison ivy. And cortisone cream is something to alleviate itching. Um, uh, and this year, I got it really bad again. What? Are you hiking? Are you, are you getting it from you see your my, ginormous you, backyard? Yeah, you see you... my backyard. You know how my dog runs around in that shit. And you know how me and my dog sometimes get a little sexual. Uh, just... <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, actually, no, I did not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, but like, she like, you know, she'll she'll lay in my bed, she'll sleep in my bed, and I lay there, and you know, sometimes I sleep naked and stuff. And so, yes, this is going to. I definitely I wa- slept I once... on my couch like a number of times, and I wasn't aware that that was a thing until it was a thing. Well, I don't do it at, <laughs> when I'm at a house with people can walk in on me when and you're they sober. Do. but where this is leading to yet again for the second time in my life i have gotten poison ivy on my penis what and it sucks but it makes masturbation really fun what oh i have so many questions all right let's hear one oh my god okay first of all like i grew up in like where i come from is like very like backwoods like she's a butch one she is constantly like out hiking and I have never, ever, ever contracted poison ivy. You but, might not be allergic to it. Right. I did hear that this is a thing that like some people are like have like a tolerance where they just like don't get it because, you know, my cousins would get it all the time and they would always get like these like crazy rashes and like they'd mm-hmm. be like just dying to itch. And, you know, so my first question is like, how is this like an annual thing for you? Like, especially without you like consistently being out hiking and whatnot. And also how is masturbation any fun <laughs> when that is the circumstance? That's more of a joke oh, because, okay. <laughs> cause you know, masturbation feels good and also itching a, a rash feels good. So that was, that was more of a joke, not a serious thing. Okay. Um, I'm glad but, we um, clarified. Uh, how I get it everywhere is, um, I'm, I don't know, because it's not like I travel around in my b- backyard. I'm I'm certain it's from my dog, and I'm certain I'm highly allergic to it. And so she'll go out, because she's running around killing a bunch of animals everywhere. Yeah. Like, with, with, and it's I, a big and backyard. I've seen my poison ivy growing. Like, I've seen it. We tried to slaughter it once, but it was, it was too much. It's, oh, you've, like, seen I've, it in your backyard. When I first got it, because the first year I moved here to the place Leaves I live of now. three, beware of thee. <laughs> I had it all over my <laughs> face, too, along with all over my like arms all over the back of my knees and all over my dick. So I was like freaking out. We hired somebody to clean out everything in the backyard. You know, it still happens every year. It hasn't been as bad the last couple of years, but this year, you know, it came back a little bit more. I think like my body's going through like tolerance phases or whatnot. And I didn't yeah. get it the last couple of years. So now it came back, but you know, it, I just, I'm just getting over it and you know, it's not a big deal anymore. Like it's like, I'll just deal with it. Like it, it happens. <laughs> I'm a, Oh, but one but time, you needed to know if that cortisone cream was going to expire. Yeah, and uh, oh, it turns out it—it's not like it expires to where it's going to be like something you eat that's going to make you sick. It just might not be as potent enough, so it might not work as well. Yeah. Um. So I still use it on because I had it really bad in the back of my knees. Still used it on them, and uh, it was fine. Um. And then everything else just went away. Didn't get it on my face, which having it on your face is the worst because you can't put cortisone cream on your face. Yeah. It changes the pigment of your skin, or it can. <laughs> wow 
So yeah, is uh, Mitchell super um, allergic as well? I don't think so. I don't know, but I don't think so. Okay, I'm the only one in the family that really gets like one time I had it when I was younger, all over like my forearm, like right here, like covered. Yeah, and my mom's sister, so my aunt, said, "No, just pour some bleach on that. It'll dry it right out." So I'm like holding my hand and oh seeing like, God. "What the hell? All right, do it." It's like terrible, and he pours bleach all over, it. and I've never felt more burning pain. Like I yeah. know, I know what it feels like to have acid sport poured on you. Oh that was God. terrible. I thought that it was like more of like a calamine lotion kind of situation, like, but it really it's more of cortisone, huh? Cortisone, I think, because it has steroids in it, and like when you if you go to the doctor when you have a poison ivy, they give you steroids, and uh, well, when I first got it, one time I took steroids, I had. My first and only ever migraine, which was during the blackout of 2002 or whatever. You remember that? When like, oh, you weren't a part of it because no. uh, you were in South Dakota. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have electricity. You didn't. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still on horseback there. I mean, <laughs> but anyways. All right, Brad, what is something that is overrated? Okay. Um, so something is that is overrated to me. I have like two angles that I want to approach this from. The first thing is like so many people just being like so obsessed with like Apple products that they like just like it's it feels so cult like to me to where it's like, look, I 100 percent understand that they're like top of the line products for certain needs of mine. Like mm-hmm. I totally have a MacBook. I totally have an iPad. And, but the thing is, is where I just like differ is where like, I am, I totally have Samsung for my phone and, Mm -hmm. you know, like my TV is Samsung and I just, it's so annoying to me when people, I would say more so than just about Apple products. It's just people kind of like constantly trying to sell me on something that like, you're not gaining any sort of like personal like commission or like value from this. So like, why do you want so badly to like convert me to this like technology that does not benefit you in any way? Right. And I'm sure it's a lot, at least for me, my experience, like everyone that is trying to convert me, it's always towards an iPhone. Yeah, always. And it's like, the reason I love my Samsung phone is because I can customize so many different things about it Mm. that like makes me feel like it's mine personally. Like, that not just like my phone isn't just like a duplicate of the phone right next to me, you know, which right. I'm sure that there are different things about Apple or about iPhone that I just like not aware of. But from my standpoint, the other way that I like want to approach it is like it all it's like also with just people like constantly asking me like when I'm going to get married or like when I'm going to have kids. It's like, why are people so like in everybody else's business? So it doesn't really have anything to do with like Apple and it doesn't really have anything to do with kids or marriage. It's more of just like, why can't people just stay in their own lane? Like is really what I think is like together. Yeah. Like just if everybody could just like learn to just stay in your own lane and just like not try to convert people all the time, (laughs) I'm just like, what are you getting from this? Like, what is your agenda here? Like, why do you want me to have a bajillion kids? And like, why do you want me to switch to Apple? Why do you, why do you care? You know, I feel like it's it's just like, (laughs) like this natural instinct to want people to be like you, you know, like, yeah, because, if you're like each other, you're going to get along. But if you're different, it's a lot harder to get along. And, like, it's harder to see the benefits of being different. Like, like for for your Apple argument, like, I have, uh, I have this uh, Mac computer. Yeah. 
I've got which is gorgeous. I've got Amazon software running my smart home, <coughs> and I've got a Google phone. So I've got like the big three. Yeah, and I'm I, in the same I, boat. I love what I love each of them. Like I love my computer. <clears throat> I really love my smart home, and I've never had a better phone in my life. And I, you... I do try to convince people to get my phone, but it's not like I want people to have everything Google. But you know. you know people are constantly being like, but if you had an mm. iPhone and if you had this, you'd be able to sync them all up synonymously and like they Bitch, they I get all it, I go, get it wrong just fine. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, you know, but they each serve different purposes and different like needs for me and like my needs are just different than other people's mm-hmm. and excuse me. Um, I just truly feel like it's really all about like, just stay in your own lane. I don't know what your agenda is here. Like, I feel like that works for you and that's Mm. great for you. But like, why do you even care? Like, I mean, what I'm doing with my life, as long as I'm not hurting anybody and I'm not like (laughs) out doing anything malicious. I mean, if anyone, if anyone's out there, like being like seriously, like judging somebody for not having something, then I've met them, but I, do like to push the pixel like i i think it is the best phone and there's a lot of reasons why and the main reason is that it's unlimited cloud storage for all your photos like just i get i, I took way, 711 not photos. an ad for pixel he just does this <laughs> they're not paying me <laughs> I, w- I wish they were and you should but um <laughs> but uh in, in, no there so, are some real advantages there you know and i think each of them has mm. their advantages and then you know iphones have their advantages too because everyone has a fucking iphone so it's like easy to facetime with people and whatnot you yeah. don't download third-party apps you can just um what is it airdrop like it people are just creates... always like let me just airdrop that to you and i'm like mm, can you just dropbox it to me <laughs> like are you that like Un- unable to detach yourself from Apple <laughs> like it just feels so culty and I right. I feel this with so many different aspects of my life and like it you know when I revert to the the conversation about like just children you know like I'm mm-hmm. just I'm I'm good in my life and I don't feel the need to have and like also a like billion children you, and you being um uh, a gay man in a in a relationship with a man you can't have a children without spending a lot of money yeah, well you know? the craziest thing about being a gay man is i don't know if other gay men experience this but i this sounds so crazy but i constantly am having women offering to have my baby like i am not kidding you it's more than you would uh, ever think i'm gonna turn even more gay right now. <laughs> it's more than you would ever think and it's been offered for free and it's been oh, offered damn. it's been offered it's at, serious? Le- at least like five times oh yeah you know my best friend kara i mean she's like you just let me know, honey, like whenever you want to. She doesn't have any interest of children of her own, which mm-hmm. is also like so insanely like selfless and like beautiful yeah. and amazing. Like these women are like coming out of the woodwork and they're like, I will have I I never your of it baby. Like and I'm like, you know, thankfully that will never have to be an issue because I am just so not interested <laughs> in bringing a child into this crazy wicked world that is going on right now i have a lot of faith in the world and a lot of faith in people but i do think that i things are in a crazy position right now and i just have zero interest in trying to bring a life into that and you know make them try to succeed when all Mm. so many odds are against us right now i go back and forth with that like i think that too but then i'm like okay 
Well, it maybe if there's a chance the world is going to live on, it's going to be from somebody I father, mm-hmm. you know, and, <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, or it'd be some, for someone that you father, like we have, like the people that see that and see like the world going to shit are the people that really probably should be having should kids. be procreating like we should have a shit ton of kids and make a fucking army right <laughs> let's just have like a freaking commune of like we just why do they have so many babies well that's because we should no no i i do not i just i i i have so many other interests and things that i value like i am i'm so one of my like major goals is to just really travel the world and like mm-hmm. I'm so in love with my partner and thing th- in in a level that I never even like anticipated yeah. I would reach. And so like we're there, we're constantly discovering new things about each other. We have so much fun. He's my best friend. It's like, why mm. do I want to complicate that? Why don't I just want to like take that and blow it up and make it bigger and just like travel the world and meet new people and have cultural experiences and understand other cultures and relate to them and grow and learn I, I, if I'm not interested in children, why can't people just leave that well enough? Alone? Oh yeah, I mean, no one should be <clears throat> like. Yeah, but um, uh, I guess the, to go against your point is like I don't think there's anything wrong in asking when because it's just like a societal yeah. trait, you know. Why is that though? Like, why are people because constantly just that's being what, like? That's so, what we've done for nudge, fucking nudge, thousands nudge. of years. When are you guys gonna tie the knot? When are you guys having babies? You know, why is that like? It's it's honestly gotten to a point where it's like annoyed people when I've told them that I didn't want to have children. It's like just stay in your own lane. Like <laughs> right. I don't blame you for having thirty five children. Like that's fucking weird to me. But you like fucking Mormon bitch. Do what do you? You do you, honey. You know, like who the hell am I to say that you that thirteen kids is too many? <laughs> well, it, it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said it, not me. Stay in your lane. Anyway, um, uh, my overrated dogs um dogs are very overrated anyone that knows me knows that they're overrated um or knows that i think they're overrated um a lot to care for a lot to handle and i'm speaking off experience for my dog i don't think they're really they're your best friend <laughs> my dog really? is a lone wolf like she just doesn't give a shit about me you know my dog and you know that's true um, my dog doesn't want to have anything to do with anybody until food is on the table and then all of a sudden he's your absolute best friend yeah, you know, they're, they, you can't, they're not like a cat. You can't, like, leave them from a day and they'll be fine. They won't be mm-hmm. fine. Um, they eat all your shit. They can get out and bite people. You can probably can get sued for having a dog. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, all around, uh, don't get dogs. Uh, that's my overrated. That's where I'm leaving it. <laughs> I totally feel you on that. But, you know, like, as much as, like, so my dog was, like, really super abused, and I rescued him from the Humane Society, and, you know, there's not even a single regret in my mind, but, you know, mm-hmm. he just doesn't need me. He, you know, something snapped in him when things went south for him when he was being abused that he was no longer going to put his faith in people, yeah. and I absolutely cannot blame You're him. You're talking about Craig, right? Yeah. I, I kind of like Craig. Well, I love him. He's amazing. But he is self, like, he does, does not need me. He doesn't yeah. need anybody. Like, he is just, like, constantly, like, hiding at all times. And, like, something in him has just kind of made it so that, like, he, 
understands that he doesn't put faith in people. You know, I've had him for like over 10 years and yeah. he still acts like, like a Vietnam war veteran, you know, like you crumple a, a plastic PTSD. bag around him and he's just like, hits the floor. Like, like we're being bombed, you know? Yeah. And so I you must I, love 4th of July, but those, you know, I catch those small moments with him. Fourth of July was terrible, to be honest. Every year it is. Yeah, Stella but, just huddles next to me and shakes. It's the yeah. only time she wants my affection. But then it's those so it's small moments <laughs> where, like, where I come home from work and I'm just, like, kicking my feet up and I'm just like, ugh, I hate people so much because my job, like, just kind of really is bleak at times and makes me feel like humanity is just absolutely <laughs> fucking doomed. And then all of a sudden this like beautiful creature comes like up and he's just like laying his head on me and I'm like his only thing in the world that he's focusing on. And those are those moments where I disagree and I do feel like that is my best friend, but he just knows what he needs out of life and he doesn't need to like, constantly like seek validation from me which Mm. everybody's dog is a different story but like this is just how i can relate to this you know i i just think like i mean dogs are already like human bred organisms that are bred to look fucking weird and crazy mm-hmm. and not at all what they're supposed to look like. Right. Here's my cavadoodle poodle boo. Right. Like, there's like <laughs> these little fucking tiny dogs. There's these fucking dogs that can't breathe and they die early. Like, yeah. Why don't we just, I'm not saying kill the dogs. I'm saying let's just end this species. Like, oh my God. Like, don't let them breed anymore. I'm, yeah, I'm going like to bar- people... Bob Barker, all your dogs, get them all spayed and neutered and let's get over with. We don't need them anymore. We have cats. Cats have a lot of personality, so I mean, so do dogs. But cats are self-sufficient, and they look pretty much the same, except for we we can get rid of a few breeds. Yeah, I mean, for argument's sake, you know, I feel like both this has happened to both cats and dogs. So you know, to be aware that like comparing them is like very similar. Right, but, but I don't think but, there's cats that are just like have health issues for how they've been bred. Really, like at well, least at least in terms of like. Like it not not as not as far as the extremes right of dogs. like it's definitely getting a little like mad scientist esque mm-hmm. you know where it's like what what cuteness can we create if we like right like mad scientists or twiddling like my that, finger, that, fingers together pe- like people that make the ugliest dogs like there's an ugliest dog in the world competition and people that breed them together yeah to I make would them so enter ugly. my dog into that though no your dog would have no shot because people literally breed them. To make them uglier and more yeah. deformed. And, and it's I, fucked up and disgusting. Yeah, and disclaimer, I actually would never enter my dog to that, but it's just to say dog that like my dog is that. so ugly cute that it's like not even funny. I don't even like, think your dog's ugly. I don't know what you're talking about. Craig? Well, that's because he's always like kind of shaven when you see him, but like if you like let Do him you shave hair... him for when I come over. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> Nick is coming. We have got to get you shaven. Like now, honey. Like give me those nails. Give me those eyebrows. We are getting it all. <laughs> uh, I do the opposite for mine. I'm just like, hey, uh, you got a weird nipple now. You don't need to go to the vet. You're oh fucking God, pitbull. I love her. And she is like one of the dogs that could live in the wild. Like she would survive. If all humans disappeared, she would survive. And, you know, that's the kind of dogs that maybe should still exist. Like pitbulls, let them exist. They're, they they can survive. Dogs, they can ah. But like little bitch dogs, like my 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 dad... And my stepmom have this little dog 
that I've known for its existence. And ev- yet every time I go over there, it doesn't stop barking at me. Oh, my God. You know Oliver, my my roommate's dog. I love Oliver. He's yeah. great. But they look, they look similar. But Oliver likes but me. That I'm like here doesn't... every day, and he's just like constantly <laughs> yapping at me. And I'm like, you know me. Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, we get it. We get it. You, I'm here, and you want to protect your mom. But like, this is the 365 days a year, honey. This this gets old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, all right. What's your underrated? I would say my. This is the one that I struggled the most with. I would say that it's probably just underrated for me the amount of people that are willing to like take the amount of time to truly find the, a person that for a relationship that actually fits them instead of just trying to like force a mold of somebody or like just, you know, people out of complete loneliness are just like, I just want somebody I just want, you know, I can't tell you how many girlfriends that I've had that have been like, I'm just so lonely and I just like want to have a boyfriend. And it's like, but not just any person is going to fill that mold. You know, you Mm -hmm. have to like, emulate what you want out of life and what you want from a person and you sitting there just being like, please be my boyfriend. Like chasing somebody around at a bar is just like, you know, we all have our own ways of finding things, but I've just found that it just does not work. And you have to like really have an idea of like who you're looking for and what you're looking for and kind of have an idea of like how you want to work on yourself first. And then once you like kind of all of like I need I need I need on the back burner and more of like what I want and what I'm willing to tolerate and what I am hoping for and you put that all in the forefront of your mind I feel like things come together so much better and like these are relationships that last so much longer and so So, I guess to just wrap it all up I think it's underrated that people like develop an idea of their self-worth and what they want and what they need and what will work best for them and ways that they're willing to change. So like you would say like to like to wrap it in a tighter bow it's underrated to be specific about what you want. Like basically yeah. being picky. Yeah. Like it's good to be picky. Yeah, and to also like have a good healthy idea of like what I'm willing to give and what I'm willing to take. You know right. what I mean? Like, and then that, that comes in terms of like being specific about what you want. Like you've got to like, and I think it, it's maybe you shouldn't, necessary. Ex- maybe you shouldn't accept some flaws that you can't deal with. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you need to have a healthy look at yourself and be like, why is it that I can't handle this flaw? Mm-hmm. And like, is it something deep down inside of me? And like, you know, it's, I think it's just healthy to have a conversation with yourself and really like identify things that are uncomfortable for people to like look deep inside and, and think about, you know, I think everybody just wants like a quick solution. Like, Oh, he's either going to work or he's not. And it's like, I think you kind of need to have an, a good healthy idea of what you're willing to tolerate and what you're Mm. not willing to and why you're willing to. Beer number two entertainment. We are, uh, we're we're going to finish this. We're going to bleed into entertainment <laughs> because I really like this. I do too. And <laughs> um, I think a lot of people need to hear this. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you need to yeah, hear we it. Yeah, we might take up all of entertainment, but you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> get, we'll get to it eventually. Don't worry. Um, uh, so continuing on, like, like this is the longest I've been single since I've been dating. Yeah. Which... <laughs> 
really isn't that long. It's been like 10 months. Long for me. Really long yeah, for me. Yeah, and I think it's good for you. Yeah, no, it's great. Because, I mean, I'm like, I think I just realized after my last breakup, like, um, uh, you know, I'm not someone that's going to date somebody for a short amount of time. Because mm-hmm. if I date somebody, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be there and be as all in as I can be at the time. So, like, I'm realizing, I'm like, all right, I'm 28. Next person I date, in all likelihood, it's going to go well for a while because I'm fucking great. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's going to be it's at okay the... okay when I say it. <laughs> it's going to be at the time when I'm expected, like, to get back to earlier, to get married. Yeah. What is that? Why is there even an expectation? I think it does revolve around the, like, the <clears throat> wanting to or not wanting to have kids aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know... T- the clock's a ticking. The clock... The clock <laughs> I mean, like, to, to whatever kind of relationship you want with your kids, the clock is ticking. Like, if you have your kid at 40, like, yeah. you're not going to see grandparents or grandkids. Yeah. But if you have a... Like, if we were after to have a kid right now, like, yeah, I'm probably going to see grandparents or grandkids, and I might even see great-grandkids. Yeah. So it depends what's important to you. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong way, but... I think that just kind of highlights what I'm trying to say, is that mm-hmm. each and every person, in my mind, deserves the individual, like, liberty of saying, like, hey, this is what works for me, and this is what's a good fit for me. You know, like, we are very mm-hmm. much in the day and age of, like, in vitro fertilization and, like, yep. the Me Too movement. And, like, women are able to, like, like you don't need to have a man to have a baby. Like, Get if, rid of if all that's men. what's important to you and you are just in a place in your life where you're like, okay, the clock is ticking and I don't have a man, but I want a, I want a baby. Mm-hmm. It's We're in a day and age now where it's, like, completely not, like that weird for a woman to be like i am going to go and get like in vitro fertilization and you know i don't have a husband but a lot of people Mm. would be like oh my god that's madness like you're gonna you're gonna force yourself to be a single mom like most of us would wish that that never even happened and it's like you know why can't it be specific to each and every individual however you see fit as long as you're not harming yeah. somebody and you're not having like a quadrillion babies single and like, you know, if that's really what you want to do and you've shown that you can do that, like, please go ahead. But like what I'm trying to get at is like it's I truly believe that there's this like problem and the stigma with like mass blanketing like like how people should be or what they should do. And I just feel like we're now in this day and age where you should be able to trust your own individuality and say like, Hey, this is what works for me. And this is like where I want to take it. Right. Yeah. I mean like everything always comes down to like, let people be who they are. Like, like you said, as long as it's not hurting anybody else. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Why do you, why do you need me to fucking have an iPhone? Like what, what stay in your fucking lane. Right. (laughs) Why do you care if, you know, I want to stay up all night. Or, like, yeah. You know, something as trivial as that, you know, just it doesn't matter. Like, if you're, it's just, it's like kind of the golden rule. Like, just treat everyone like you would want them to treat you. And you're not going to want anyone to treat you something for you tr- that you truly believe. Yeah, and like, I kind of, like, came across this whole, like, like, idea in my mind by honestly like when I was leaving South Dakota because I was just like you know that that was an amazing state and I loved it I had an amazing childhood like there's no 
And I had a good time nothing, when I was there. Nothing at all to do with that place. It's just very much that place where like everybody knows your name and your name mm-hmm. says everything about you. And if you're not doing something at a time where everybody thinks that you should, then it's the talk of the town. And it's like, that was exactly what I needed to get away from. And then I start getting to Denver and I'm seeing, you know, like every different walk of life down from like crackheads down to like, you know, super flamboyant men to like completely like independent women to, you know, all the different cultural differences and I'm just like sitting there absorbing it all like a sponge and I'm like wow like this is everything I've ever kind of wanted to experience and so that kind of like became a revelation to me where I was just like nothing is normal like I don't know where (laughs) you people are getting like this quote-unquote normal normal doesn't exist no like and when it does exist there's always like something kind of going on in the background that's like not normal and people are just like hiding their crazy so you know like maybe you know what normal is <laughs> maybe like normal is uh like if you have a scale of good to evil normal's like leaning good like that's normal yeah exactly like, I mean, but is it though because there's a lot of people well and there's bad. like a lot of room for interpretation so like, there, and, so. and then people that are bad maybe they think that's their normal you know exactly so therefore nothing is fucking normal thank you and that you know that's been kind of like or everything's normal i guess i you know you could say exactly the same thing i guess it really (laughs) is and once i started to realize that and start to see like you know this is how my friend deals with this and that's perfectly acceptable this is how i would have dealt with it differently and that's also perfectly acceptable you know Hmm. i started like venturing down this like revelation of like Really, nothing is normal. And when we sit there and try to pretend that something is normal, it gives us all sorts of like cultural like biases and like judgments that are just like there's no time for that kind of stuff. Like you really Mm. honestly have to take each case by a case by case basis and like just let people be who they're going to be and what they're going to do as long as they're not hurting people. It's really none of your business and just stay in your own lane. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I agree. Um, um, so this is going to be a very good conversation. We can pull into that with my um, uh, underrated. Right, Brown? Wait, wait, I went under, underrated? Yeah. yeah. Um, listening to people I went who are, deep with that one. I'm sorry. Oh, good. We're going to get deeper. Here, so. <laughs> <laughs> listening to people who have opposite views of you specifically listening to people who are racist listening to people who are homophobic listening to people who eat animals listen yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know listen to people who vote republican like i'm not saying agree with them but i'm saying that you set the divide even more like if you just combat them instantly because when people feel threatened yeah they're going to pull back into their corner and throw up everything they got to yep. to fend you off. But if you just hear them out. You're the one and, that taught empa- me this, actually. And, and empathize with them. It's That's how you breed change because you breed change through understanding where they're coming from. Exactly. why they have those beliefs. Because, because most, most of the reason people have those beliefs are pretty, a pretty valid reason. Like, like <clears throat> it's bullshit for people to be all those things because they do hurt other people. Like we just discussed, but there is a reason they got there, and you got to figure it out, and you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you they gotta didn't just help them end work up there because that. they're a fucking idiot. Not, like life has like led that. them towards something has put them on this path that made them like feel this way, and it's the best thing that we can all do for each other is just hear each other out, mm. and 
I love that you're saying this because it goes right in line with like my motto for life. And my motto for life is like almost everything in moderation. Like I truly (laughs) don't think that you should ever just like cut yourself off from anything in life except for like meth and heroin. And like maybe that's not for me to say, but Mm. like those are like a lot like those aren't my only boundaries, but those are like really hard no's. Yeah. But they're and your boundaries. And that's what's important to you. Exactly. And it kind of ties into like what we were saying earlier, you know, just like everything in my opinion, like is on a case by case basis. And for me personally, what works best is that if I say almost everything in moderation, because the minute that I cut myself off from something and say like, it's a hard no and I don't do this at all. Like when I say, I don't eat pork or I don't eat beef. I'll find myself like six months down the line being like, holy shit, that Cuban sandwich is like calling my name and there's nothing she can do to stop it right now. Like (laughs) I am going for it and I'm doing it. But that's like, that's me. And that's how I want to live my life. Like in a normal day to day basis, this I live my life as I don't eat pork and beef. But if I am down in Key West and that is like the sandwich of the day at the sandwich hut and we are on the beach and like everything is pushing me in that direction honey like that is what I'm gonna do and I am gonna live that moment because that's I did what I wanted to do and I have no regrets you know and I, and, I, <laughs> and, and I will still respect you for choosing that even though you are making a conscious decision to eat something that was forcefully killed against their will Mm -hmm. for your own benefit when you didn't have to. Yeah. But like, are we really going to bust this wide open right now? I don't think think there's enough time in the day for that. So don't judge me, honey. And I won't judge you. I'm not judging you. (laughs) I'm, I'm just letting you know where I'm coming from and trying to somehow extrapolate this to people that are racist, people that are listening and, uh, homophobic and, um, uh, Republican. Yeah, because it really all has everything to do with each other. It has like, everything to do with context. And, <clears throat> like, there's a reason people feel like it's okay to be, like, it's, it's, it's and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, say that you eating meat is as bad as somebody being, like, fucking racist to somebody. Right. But, like, you can, like, the, the way you say that, like, okay, yeah, well, it's okay for me to do that. Because, you know, if I push in this way, like, I'm going to accept myself for that. Mm-hmm. That's how maybe someone that's racist would be like, okay, yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, it's okay for me to be cautionary around my car when there's a black person around because, you know, like, you know, I just feel negative energy around them, like, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like, it's all, it's all relative and it's all comes down to a mutual understanding. And the problem with animals is they can't uh, talk to us about the stuff that they've, they're feeling. Yeah, but I feel like the way that I'm trying to approach it is more of like uh, everything in moderation. And if it feels like what you wanted to do and you're like what feels right to you, then you have that right to say and do. But I don't believe that you should just that like, doesn't apply have to human diarrhea life. of the mouth and that that's acceptable. And mm. also, I do like believe that, you know, we are in a ecosystem where like we are kind of like all designed to you know like do what we feel like we should do and when it comes down to eating meat I see it as like 
for me, the only reason that I wouldn't eat meat and the reason that I hold back on eating meat in, at times is because it all ties back into my everything in moderation kind of like... Mm-hmm. like. So you think it's okay to be racist in moderation? No, I'm not saying that. No, like, I'm just playing that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that um, I'm trying to approach things in a way of like, it's okay to have thoughts that are not exactly what are agreeable to everybody else but it's not okay to just go around and spout them off at people and Mm -hmm. and display those thoughts in a way that's disrespectful to other people and if you want to do something that's your prerogative that's fine but you don't need to go out of your way to throw it in people's face and hurt them and tell me that I am killing innocent animals <laughs> all the time, Nicholas. <laughs> well, all right, well, we clearly all have our this own stems opinions. this stems from you viewing animals different than humans. Yes, in my opinion, like my boyfriend is absolutely probably going to cringe to hear this, but in my opinion, like the reason that I wouldn't eat animals would be from an um environmental stance like i believe Mm -hmm. i can see like the effects that it has on the environment and for me i care much more about the earth than i do about like an animal's feelings now my boyfriend would be completely different and say that he cares more about the individual animal's feelings and that they don't have a voice which i'm totally here for and i hear well before you ever became a vegan <laughs> or vegetarian. Yep, I'm sure, yeah. And so just give me like a little bit of credit there that like I have my own beliefs and my beliefs are that like in the animal mm. chain of things that like people or that uh, animals and mammals are designed to eat what they their instincts tell them to eat. And so mm. that's just my stance and we don't need to like delve into that stance but i'm just trying to say yeah that it's not okay to it's okay to live your life where almost everything in moderation but it's not okay to go around and just spew your like individual opinion on people that first of all didn't solicit it and second of all people that like are not like going to hear it or listen to it or absorb mm-hmm. anything from it because you're saying it in a way that's hateful and disrespectful. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's <clears throat> like, that's essentially what my, uh, underrated was, was listening rather than speaking, yeah. you know, like listen to what these people are trying to say. Cause, cause you listen to the people that disagree with you because you got to see where they're coming from. Like just listening to you where you're coming from. Yeah. I get where you're coming from for sure. And then like, and if you listen to people, they're going to be more, um, uh, apt to, to listen, listen to you. you, and uh, that's what the world goes around. How that 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 will make the world come closer together to the middle. Which, you know, honestly, is the middle even a good thing if everyone's the same? It kind of makes everything boring. Maybe that's why everything is so controversial. Because otherwise, right? Like life we have to be appreciate light. the differences that we have in each other, and we have to appreci- appreciate the difference of opinions that the person next to us is going to have but the thing is is you can absolutely have that difference of opinion but it's not acceptable for you to put that person's opinion down Mm -hmm. regardless of how i might feel about certain like politics and things it's not okay for me to sit there and like put people down for their beliefs and just like how i wouldn't want to anybody to put me down from my beliefs and that's right. well, so kind of what the big city life has like <laughs> taught me you know coming yeah. from 
but Such like I would guess, small town. And, I, and 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 you can elaborate that. But if somebody were to call you a gay slur or do something to you negatively or like say like they're not okay with that <clears throat> shit, you would be offended and you would be combative towards them. You know what? I used to be so reactive and I used to be so combative, but I've really come into that mentality of what I've been Bye, talking Felicia. About. That's yeah, I kind joke. of like <laughs> have really been coming into my own on that sort of like mentality and really emulating it and believing it and being like, okay, you know, like that's really sad that you felt like you needed to like come and attack me, but there's mm. me retaliating and like you know, the, I think that there's a time and place for for like a good, healthy conversation. But if it's like you're at a party and you're drinking and somebody's saying like calling me a, a slur, you know, mm. it's it's not ever really going. What's the what's the long term outcome that's going to come from yeah, it? Like one of you guys are going to kick each other's asses. It's like the long term. And long-term. why? <laughs> why is that? You know, so for me, I'm just like I used to be so reactive to that and I used to be so like obsessed with not allowing people to get away with that but now Mm. like adapting that mentality is kind of like come full circle for me in a way where I'm just able to be like you know what honey like you that is a hard life to be out there constantly trying to convert people and solicit people and piss people off and getting your ass kicked like you you are probably going to get yours down the road in like maybe like three days. So, you know, I'm going to let you get away with that and I'm going to let you do that. And you know what? Half right. the time, my friends are not going to let you get away with that. So like, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't necessarily believe in karma, but I like to believe in karma. Karma is just another word for bad luck. Yeah. See, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm that Maybe That's why I'm lucky. <laughs> I don't, maybe karma just is luck, right. <laughs> you know? Like good karma or bad karma, just put out there what what's put out there positive energy. You get it back. Yeah, I learned that from that uh, from that new song by Houses called Fast Talk. We sing it for us. Karma is just another word for bad luck. And no, no <laughs> nobody on earth wants to hear this voice. I don't know if I've really ever heard you sing a song. Well, there's a reason for that. This it's just you just you just, just like my parents. My I've never heard my mother's singing voice, and I've never heard my father's <laughs> singing voice. Well, I've heard my father's drunk singing voice and it's just terrible (laughs) yeah there's a reason for that i know my strengths and my strengths are much more well suited for speaking than singing we'll say that all right we're on to our final one here uh what's a myth something that you know to be uh false that everyone else thinks is true um so this ties perfectly into everything we've been talking about i now happen to know that People that say this, it's just like so bizarre to me when people say, um, my dog's mouth is cleaner than, than yours. I'm just like, you know what, where the (laughs) fuck did that come from? Like, what is that? Like your dog was like, we were just having a healthy (laughs) conversation about how your dog just like kills anything (laughs) on earth that comes by it. And then just like goes around and like licks its asshole or something, you know, like I watch my roommate's dog drink the pee that comes 
directly out of his dick like it's a fucking keg <laughs> and i'm just like okay what who in the fuck is sitting here still saying like oh let your dog lick your wound because <laughs> it's honestly their mouth is so much cleaner than yours like yeah dude i've heard that myth for a long no. time like oh god i shouldn't have made out with my dog <laughs> you, <laughs> you and stella have this thing that i am suspicious of i don't know where do you think that penis um, uh, <laughs> penis poison ivy came from <laughs> i'm um, suspicious but yeah that is totally a myth and i've it's one that i've definitely heard before too. <laughs> <laughs> um bringing my myth back to poison ivy all right Everyone thinks poison ivy is contagious. It is not. Really? Yep. It's not contagious. I remotely. actually did not know that. Because it, that, that doesn't really make sense for it to be contagious. Like, you get poison ivy from the oil of the plant. It gets on your skin. You clean yourself. It still will pop up because you have the oil on your skin. But wow. it's not like the oil just stays and metabolizes in your skin. And you're like 100% sure about 100% this. 100% sure. Because I don't want to hear any sort of fake news bullshit on Done this. Google research. Went to the doctor. Did it all. Mm-hmm. And you verified these sites, honey. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I verified my doctor and I've looked there at multiple go. sites. There we go. I like it. I like it. A little bit of backup. Um, what, 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 what people think it's contagious for is because people think if you scratch it, yeah. like it's going to spread. But the thing is, when people normally scratch it, like right when you get the oil on you, it starts like kind of like irritating a little bit. So you scratch it. Yeah. And then, like, it creates the lines of the oil. So it looks like it's been spreading based on your scratches. Yeah. So, well, and it's not that far like, outside once of you, the realm one, of possibility. Like, people see chicken pox and they're like, holy shit, you know, like, that's that's highly contagious, isn't well, it? Well, that is contagious, yes. Yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's not they that look far outside of the realm of possibility of why people think that. But, mm-hmm. you know, because... I'm just defending myself here. Like, I had no idea. I was completely just blindsided. I thought, like, once you, like, popped the inside of the blisters, that's what was contagious. Yep. Nope. That's not contagious. Mind blown. Did you hear that weird noise? I did. I thought it was just Kim. Did Kim make a noise like a little dog? (laughs) (laughs) Never know. Um, uh, well, all right. Well, that, that was that segment. We got a little bit left in this entertainment segment, <laughs> segment Brad. Um, uh, so we probably should spend this talking about Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. The news today, Disney and Sony are feuding, and apparently Spider-Man is no longer part of the MCU. Disney has lost her goddamn mind, honey. Or, I mean, uh, Sony. Sony has lost their goddamn mind. Yeah, see, like, I'm, on, I'm on Sony's side, and you're on Disney's side. What? Yeah, I'm so glad that we put this conversation on hold because now I feel like I won't fight you because I'm hooked up to a, a mic and <laughs> headphones and stuff. So this is like just good for you personally. Oh, thank you. I, just, I, I tend really? to win arguments anyway. Oh. <laughs> well, do you know do do you know the combative battle? Um, that that let's see here. See if I can break it down real quick. That Sony has done mediocre uh, Spider-Man movies and then botched completely on the third one and they've been set I'll up do the perfectly. third Spider-Man so terrible. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm gonna bow right now. And then also we're at Spider-Man number three now and look, Sony wants control again. Do we have any faith that it's not gonna be completely botched? Sony doesn't want control. They just don't want they just don't want Disney to have it. No, no. Disney they, they had an agreement <laughs> with Disney where the standalone Spider movies that weren't involved in the MCU, mm-hmm. that Sony would get ninety five percent of the profits. That was their agreement. 
Okay. And, and then Disney only would get 5%. But then Disney came back at them after Far From Home. And they were like, we made you an amazing movie and set you up for a great... But they came at them like, we want 50%. Yeah, as they should. Which, which I mean, I don't blame Sony. Like, Spider-Man, you- Spider-Man still... Like, if, you, if you're thinking about this from a capitalist business perspective... Yeah. You're going to take away 45% of my profits. Yeah. When I can still make a Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and make, like, three times as much. But you can't use any of the background of what we have set you up for success for with Marvel. Right. Like, you can't use any of that. I mean, I mean, I think... I have honest- zero hope for Sony, especially honestly- after seeing Spider-Man 3. Thank you. <laughs> but, but but honestly, like, there's a way to meet in the middle. Like, and and Sony came yeah, back with both Sony came like back with counter off, co- counter offers. But Disney just said straight up, no, we're taking half, or you don't get anything. And yeah. that's a capitalist bullshit move. The, it is because Disney is just, Disney's just trying to strong like, arm them because Sony knows that Spider Man yeah. will go away if they're not in the MCU. Like, it's it's just going to be their standalone movies again. They can't really exist anymore. Yeah. And Disney is just trying to corporate in and take over the whole yeah fucking they literally want to have bullshit. their hand in every fucking cookie jar and share I'm so the goddamn here. wealth i'm so here for that but the thing is is like you also have to like think about like the past and what sony has done with spider-man movies and it's like a little bit questionable and it's right, like they still just own the rights. give but all disney's is asking for is give us the money for the way that we've set you up for success because let's be honest i don't i haven't met one person that didn't think that this last spider-man movie mm. was not anything short of awesome like i absolutely loved it we had a conversation about it last night with mitchell mm. who broke this to me last night as we were drinking and i was absolutely like devastated because i'm so super stoked yeah. for everything I mean, that Tom could come from Tom from Tom Holland taking over like the essential like Tony Stark role. Yeah. Like that's so like drawing to me. Like that that keeps me like interested and I you know, I have so many like intriguing questions for it. But if you take away everything that they've set up right now and you're just like, oh, we're just gonna like redo another Spider Man plot, I'm like, I'm not probably going to really care. Yeah, like that's 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 the brilliant thing with Disney. They found a way to corner the market, and they're doing it very well. Yeah, and now they're going to start strong arming people into getting. Like, but that, was it? That, that's why they. That's that's how they got fucking X Men from Fox. X Men was a successful right. franchise Ugh, without him. We brought this up last night too because that's my favorite franchise. Mine, mine too. I mean, until I saw fucking In Infinity Dark. Wars and Endgame, X Men was my jam. Like yeah. the Days of Future Past, probably the best yeah. super, superhero movie I've ever seen. Yep. Um, but now but I have questions. So was this a com? So like Stanley passed recently. Right. And yeah. so that's when that major like shareholder change went over to Marvel. It, things mm-hmm. got really messy with Stanley and his passing. I don't know if you know this or not, but it got really, really dicey. Okay. And um, I'm almost wondering, it feels as though, all of this was set in motion before Disney had any control of Marvel and their stocks, before it was a, a set thing. You mean, and, um, are you talking about like whoever controlled X-Men? No, no, I'm talking about um, oh, oh, Spider-Man. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, not Sony, you mean? Well, no, before Disney had any sort of like foothold in Marvel. So like... Oh, oh yeah, they... 
I, I don't think it was. I think it was right before. Actually, I don't. I think I don't it's really like know. super I, I'm easy. For, I don't really know. Same, but I think it's super easy for us to just blame Disney because we're like, oh, you guys just get everything Disney's you want. Just, but they, was this to. not all kind of set in motion before Disney actually had sharehold of Marvel? Like, um, probably. But like, I think the like I know Spider Man was like the last holdout. Like Spider Man, like that's why there was those three Spider movies. Which yeah, the last one sucked, but the other two. Were pretty good for when they came out. Like mm-hmm. everyone loved the, uh, um, uh, what's his fucking name? Who played Spider Man back in the day? Oh, uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, everyone loved him. Ding, I, ding, 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 ding. I, I, I love, <laughs> I loved those first two Spider Mans. They were yeah, great. The third James one, James Franco fucking as sucked. a villain, like, oh yes, yeah, give owes me four hundred dollars. Give me my money back, bitch. Um, uh, but you know, then like Sony's not gonna re- like. Sony's not going to release that property for nothing, and if Disney that's wants exactly half where I'm split, coming from, is I'm just like Sony's just, just like, a jealous hater. No, I think <laughs> Disney's just an overreaching oligarch that wants half your shit. And I, I sound it's like true. a fucking libertarian or a Republican right now, but like it's true though. I see where you're coming from. Like, be Dis- which is exactly what we've been talking Disney's about. Disney's going just have an honest conversation and hear each other out. Disney's going to lose money, <laughs> and they know it. If, if Spider-Man's not in their next film or not in their MCU ever again, Let's like be they, honest, both, they both, they both never going to lose money, honey. <laughs> yeah, but pe- people will be pissed because the only reason that uh, these superhero movies are so successful is because of how good they are. And if they just inexplicably write out Spider-Man, that's gonna that shit's gonna suffer. But like, Sony will be the only one that suffers from that move. Not no, Disney. no, Disney will. People love Tom Holland. If Spider-Man, yeah, but like, Disney doesn't like, own rated, like Spider-Man, the most, so they're not gonna right. lose anything. They well, just won't get that extra gain that they were hoping. They're to. They're not gonna keep being able to. Do this momentous um, progression that they're trying to do with all three, like or all 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 these phases of the MCU that they're trying to create this cultivate this thing where they control the entire superhero market. If they don't have, you have to have Spider Man for that because Spider Man will always be a thing unless it's terrible. Which three? How the president grabbed me. The president grabbed us all. We all know. <laughs> Speaking of the president, oh boy, um, uh, here we go. Brad, what do you know about Greenland? Um, I'm not going to pretend to know a ton about what's going on because that's just, like just going to get me in trouble. But I do kind of feel like right now it's Denmark, right, that has control of yeah. Greenland. So I feel like right now Denmark is just like completely kind of like laughing at us. Like I just read this article that was just like the president is out here saying that he has bought uh, Greenland for X amount of dollars and Greenland is sitting here like, hello, like, no, this has not happened. I don't know why he's talking he's out not, of his he, ass. He didn't say that he bought it. He's saying he has he, he is going to buy it. That article said that he is out here saying that he actually bought it. Really? Yeah. And so, <laughs> That Trump said that? Yes. And it's like, how are you going to say that you actually purchased something? We live in you... fucking Looney Tunes, I man. mean, maybe, the, maybe I'm getting fucking fake news. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. I... I think it was a CNN article, so I mean, I didn't triple check like I always tell people to do, but like, so I'm not <laughs> willing to give this too much power in my life. I feel that he's a fucking clown and he's making an absolute mockery of everything that's going on here, and I just 
it's a touchy subject for me. Um, uh, so what I heard, well, what I saw from Donald Trump's Twitter today <laughs> is that he said, he's like, I was going to meet with Greenland, but just snubbed him. <laughs> one, once they're, him. I don't know if it's president or king or queen. Uh, I think, I think there's a queen of, 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 not, of Denmark. Sorry. They, okay. they, 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 they had a planned meeting, like a planned dinner, <laughs> but he pulled out because they said, yeah, there's no way we're going to sell you Greenland, right? Like, <laughs> Which is insane to think that you could just buy the like one of the biggest islands in the world, <laughs> and, and even when we're in a country I want that is, I got it. Where, where, I want it. Where, I got where, it. Where are we gonna buy it? You with? like my island? <laughs> Gee, thanks. Just bought it. <laughs> when's, when's the last time a big plot of land like that God. has been bought was it alaska and probably like, who even put that up for sale like who's, no. the, who's the real estate agent <laughs> i honestly like on a scale of one to ten how surprised would you be if the united states invaded greenland to take it over so oh my god I you would see his tweet he sent out just so he sent out a tweet a photoshop tweet of greenland like with like the coastline with a bunch of people like a bunch of tents on it in a giant Donald Trump hotel and said, I promise not to do this to Greenland. (laughs) What is is happening? I'm like, when did this become a thing? This is just another fucking distraction from everything he's already doing, which right now, like there have been people talking about a a coming recession effort. Like, I don't even know where the fuck this came from. It's like, you have so many issues on your plate and so much to deal with. Why are you just like out here being like, Oh, I think I might buy like a property in Greenland. Oh, actually, I'm just going to buy Greenland. Uh, Just like how I (laughs) just swore I was going to turn around Atlantic City, which if anybody has been to Atlantic City, like rest in peace, honey. Like, no, the Taj Mahal did nothing for Atlantic City. And like steel companies in Michigan have announced that they're laying off hundreds of people. Um, it's so sad he, to see a leader this ill-informed about what's actually going on. Like, this is actually your job to be informed. Right. Lead economics have been saying the the um uh, <laughs> we're going to be facing another recession by the year twenty twenty one at the latest. Um, so Trump, in response, is trying to cut uh, payroll taxes, which I don't think is a bad idea. And it's set. In, in in general, but when you mix it with the taxes to the rich that he's already given out, I don't know how our deficit will survive and we will start defaulting on loans and our currency value will go down the shithole. Somebody has got to and stop we this will bad man. be in a, a crazy land. He the his regime has already said that this year they're not going to give out flu shots to everyone they have incarcerated <laughs> yeah, at the we border. Just get like, rid of all the poor people. They're just going to let them die <sighs> at the border, everyone that's in Kate. Like, there's going to be, like, there's already a lot of people dying down Hold there. On, there's going to be children. Beer, honey. There's going to be children <laughs> down there that don't have flu shots, and it's going to be passed around if they get it. And and, and, and they're just, just going to fucking die. People, and, you know, honestly, we are too. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't storm Area 51. Maybe we should storm the fucking border. Maybe we should storm the White House. Hallelujah, holla back. We're, we're, we're in a weird fucking place, in a tough place, because we don't want to sacrifice the, me and you both, white men. We have, we're on top of the world right now. I know, I, I know you're gay, so you're a little bit lower, but like, I feel Ooh. like. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't mean that you're lower. Like, oh, 
It might have sounded uh, wrong, uh-huh. but like, um, uh, you know, all right. So it, with Donald Trump in office, white men are like, I have, I really should have, I really, honestly, Brad, do I have anything to worry about? I have nothing to worry about, right? I don't know. Are you white? <laughs> I mean, I got. What, what nationality I, are you? I, I'm I'm white. Don't tell anybody. I'm definitely white. Yeah, but you know, I'm not. None of none of none of me as a straight white male. None, nothing is going to come from me that like that Donald Trump is doing. Like everything is honestly probably going to benefit me in terms of myself, not in terms of how I feel or how I want. Like you being a gay white male, like you being uh, white is going to take care of everything. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. I mean, I don't really think any. I don't think he's doing anything against gay people. Yeah. And like, I don't think, I think that we're they, trying to make light of this at all, but we're just trying to really put a spotlight on like what is truly going on here. Like not trying to normalize this, not trying to say like neither of us are in a position where we shouldn't be scared or anything, but mm. just kind of really trying to like play devil's advocate here. And like, right. I'm trying to like, like say like everyone else that's like me, which is probably most of the people listen to this podcast. This shit is going on. And you can't. It's harder for you it's to a empathize. Straight up Holocaust. It straight up is. Yeah, it straight up is like that. Like it's it's fucking crazy. I just like read this Anne Anne Frank quote the other day, and it was just like so synonymous with what's going on right now that it was like absolutely like terrifying that like we are in that time and age right now, and it's mm-hmm. being completely normalized. Something that we never as Americans expected to ever see against because it goes against our fundamental building blocks of like our nation right. and who we are but yet it's being completely normalized and legitima- legitimatized without it's being, being done right under our fucking noses yeah just like it was back when uh in, in the 1940s in germany yeah you know like there was probably people like me and you that are trying to speak out about it but we're just, we're just talking about it we're not yeah. like fucking really active act being activists about it yeah you know and and it's just it's it, everyone's more concerned with themselves and may, i don't i don't know maybe we should maybe we should go out there and 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 sacrifice ourselves for this. I don't I don't know when it becomes worth it to a person, but yeah, I mean, just like like the what reason... would be the take? Like, what would it take for you to start putting your life on the line to help like these people? It would take me honestly feeling like there was truly like I know there are some people that are gonna react to this, but what I'm trying to say is that like in my opinion right now that all I can really do is the small um, is utilize the small amount of power of, of that I have as a person, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, right now, if I didn't feel like it was a good idea, I wouldn't be saying it on this podcast, but I truly feel like this is the best way that I could display my views and my thoughts and the best thing that I could possibly do because relatively what I can do is very little and that's sad, but the thing is, is what I can do is just have compassion and like love and, um, you know, empathy for my neighbors that are truly going through this. And, you know, living in Denver is truly something that I'm seeing more mm. and more. You know, our population in Denver is a completely like mixed population. Yeah. And I'm like, 
you know, I'm learning Spanish every single day from people that I work with on a day-to-day basis in the restaurant industry and in my other job where I'm just like, you know, I love you, I respect you, I truly value you, and I want to learn more about your culture, and I want you to teach me more about your culture, and I'm becoming, i am learned so much Spanish in this last year. Like, you would be so nice. proud of me. I am, like, totally... Totally what's the, coming. What's, what's the weirdest sentence you can speak in Spanish? Um, I would say, "Hola." Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's it's always for me. My friend that's teaching me, like, we're always like saying like dirty, like nasty things. Ooh, can to you each say other. something dirty in so, Spanish? Let's hear it. Come I, on. Well, I always call her Chaparita Mandona, which means like, Ooh. like, uh, short. Short bossy woman, basically, and so Chaparita Mandora, Mandona, Mandona. Yeah, and she's literally she's the one that I have to attribute to all of like my Spanish lessons, and she mm. is like my absolute hero, and she's constantly like smacking my wrist and being like Chaparita <laughs> Mandona, and I'm always just like, thank you. Damn, you can roll your R's. I can't fucking do that. <laughs> but it's because she's constantly like slapping my wrist and you know telling me like how to do it but the thing that i've realized is that when i immerse myself in caring about their culture yeah is when i gain their respect when they know that i'm taking the time out of my day to truly like care about their culture and try to like meet them in the middle you know as they're trying to meet us in the middle right by like trying to immerse into our culture I feel like that's the most powerful thing that I can do on like my level is to just try to like have empathy for my neighbor mm-hmm. and try to like truly care for them and do anything that I see on a case by case basis to help them out and try to just meet them in the middle and try to culturally understand them. They have gained I've gained so much respect in the Hispanic community by just meeting them in the middle and showing them that I want to like immerse myself in their culture. I mean, Mm -hmm. what do I have to lose by becoming bilingual? Like they (laughs) actually thank you for like taking time on my fucking gringo ass to like teach me something that I don't (laughs) fucking know that you have no reason to teach me. Dude, And some people are fucking like, (laughs) like it's almost like disturbing to talk in a different language. Yeah, We have had people in the restaurant that have been like, speak English. No, well they have like left zero tip and been, like to some of my hispanics like uh spanish speaking like peers where it's like you know the truth is people the people that are in the back of the kitchen that are working their asses off are that are making your bomb ass food exactly they are hispanic and they're learning how to cook for cultures that are way outside of their own realm of things you know like their own realm of culture and that's how amazing this culture can be is that they're willing to just work so hard that they'll put out like an amazing southern dish of like crab and fried green tomatoes you know like that's not in their culture but they can pump it out for you for your brunch for your fucking like your millennial <laughs> yeah for your white girl millennial fucking first world privileged brunch so like thank you to all of them and i think we all need to just try to like find a way to like meet in the middle like i've mm-hmm. been saying this whole entire time and just try to understand our peers and understand that this sort of hatred is like really getting us absolutely nowhere yeah <clears throat> um uh, and it's like a lot of it spread through our president unfortunately yeah. um um he is diabolical. He's really good at what he does. He's good at distracting. Yep. He's 
Like this is this is how and fascism again, this is starts. Our opinion. He, he's got his whole party on his beck and call where people are afraid to do anything if he calls them out. And the brainwashing stops at like literally no end. Like people are like, "Oh, well, he decided to deport 6,000 people the other day. It's totally normal. They shouldn't have been here in the first place." And it's like, "Holy shit, are you cool with uprooting that many families? Like where does this stop? Where does the madness stop? Where where does the loyalty stop?" I mean, I don't think it's st- <laughs> I don't think it stops with him. The question is when when do we sacrifice ourselves to get involved? Yeah. Because I feel, I truly feel like that's what it's coming to. Yeah. Like where we have to give up our lives, give up our jobs, and just go there. And it feels like a civil war is coming. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we should start buying guns. Like maybe we should start arming up and organizing and being prepared for whatever the fuck comes next. Because imagine if. There comes a time when uh, the, there's this next election that's coming up next year. Let's say a Democrat a Democrat wins by a slim majority. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump calls it into a uh, like a recount. The recount still comes back us, and he just doesn't give up a peaceful mm-hmm. transition. What the fuck happens next? Right. Well, and even if a if a Democrat was to get elected in the next term, have you seen that new Netflix documentary about the family? I've heard about it. Yeah, I just, I like, I started watching that and it just, like, busted my mind open to this, like, whole head case of just, like, it, it really feels hopeless to believe that any one person is going to be able to reverse the damage that's been mm-hmm. done or any one person. Maybe it's going to take systematic strategic murders. Oh like, my god! And you know that's that's, that's fucked not up funny to say. And maybe maybe this way. will get flagged. I don't mean to like laugh. Flag me, Amazon or whatever the fuck. I I don't give a shit. Where you get all of your podcasts? <laughs> um, uh, or I guess Apple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but uh, you know, I don't know. Like that's that's like it's gonna it would it would take random murders of like like high yeah. up people to stop them like. If they can't, because like you, they can't control. Every, they, honestly, maybe it's like a leak of the truth. Like you mm-hmm. have to have the truth spread out there, and that's why it's that's why it's terrifying that Trump is trying to like censor the news and calling everything yeah, fake, fake when that's news. our like closest it's all source to the truth. Plotting and he's way, way, way more diabolical and malicious and like plotting than any of us are getting giving him credit for you know like the people are just treating him like he's just some sort of massive like rambling idiot which he absolutely is but there's Mm -hmm. the thing we have to realize here people is that there's a whole team of like diabolical like class of people that are behind him plotting these moves for him already and like it really has like relatively little to do with him think about like like (laughs) think about like Al Qaeda or like whoever whoever responsible for nine eleven and whatnot, yeah. like they're doing these terrorist attacks because they think like it's a just straight up America doing all this shit. But once you have a more diverse knowledge of who's doing this shit, and you have people that are more radical doing this, like they they're not safe. They could be like you could you could snuff out all of them if you tried hard enough. Yeah, no, exactly. Like I just. When to go back to your question of like what can I personally do? Like I really feel like there isn't an absolute ton that I can do, at least that's visible to me mm-hmm. in my small brain. 
Like, I just, all I can truly see that's of value is to try to, like, show people that are not from America and people that have prospect of coming here that we are not all like this and, like, we do not all believe this and, Mm. like, this is what is being displayed on a stage for the rest of the world to see, but, like, there are us out here that, like, do not believe this and do not value this and, like, that... If I can make that my stance and I can make that my approach, like I feel like that's all, sadly the best that I can truly do. Well, also do. what you can do is we like everyone can get involved in local politics. You can get involved, right? In, yes, like you like, can get organize, out there and vote, get out there and get like, people to vote, talk to people, go out yes. there, run for run for fucking office, like. Like you, you can win. Like, right? and then I you can a, exert your own will onto the country. Yeah. After I get famous from this podcast, I feel like there's going to be a ton of people that want to follow Dude, me. Fucking become, become, <laughs> become fucking mayor of Denver, and then you can. And honestly, like, there's there's a strategy like to be famous, like AOC. Like mm-hmm. she she's Sashay famous for, away, honey, for being herself and like being dramatic. Like you just you just gotta have some showmanship. Hire somebody from Hollywood to tell you how to drum. Or glam up this shit. Yeah. You know, like, like I always picture myself running for mayor of Garden City one day, and I know I'll win if I try. Like, if I go all in, I would fucking win that shit. And I'm not even saying I have any of the right policies. Confidence is everything. If you're confident and, like, you know, maybe I changed my last name to Power. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Powers. Nick Powers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like you're not going to not vote for that guy. (laughs) I feel like that's a diabolical character in something already. I am a diabolical character. That's why I'm a slipper. I know, but the rest of the world doesn't know. (laughs) But I have everyone's best intentions at mind, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I, and I know that I'm not right in everything I believe. Yeah, or we but think I still, we do. We think we have everyone's best intentions at mind. You know? Right, like we uh, got to know what you don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest thing that you people can take away from this, in my opinion, is like. Don't be afraid to admit what you don't know, and don't be afraid to, like go in and delve into those things and don't be, be like, okay, be like vulnerable I, to stuff exactly. that you don't know. Don't sit you know? there and act like you know something when you legitimately don't. I think you and I have both had a healthy conversation today, mm. whether we're playing devil's advocate or not, right. just saying like, I actually am not completely aware, but here's how it trickled down to me from the mainstream. And here's how I'm dealing with it right now. Right. Like, uh, can I, uh, Slightly change the subject just for a second. Of course you can. It's it's your show. The Democratic primaries are going on. Yeah. You got a favorite. You got someone that you like more than uh, another person. Yeah. I guess I should first ask you, have you been plugged in? Do you know know who's running and whatnot? Or do you, like, like, what's your stance? I'm, like, sort of scarred from all of it. I feel like I will definitely be out there making... My cast America my, great again. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that one hurt. Um, I'll definitely be out there like casting my vote, and I will like I so truly believe in that. And I will... do you guys caucus in Denver? Yeah. What? What? what all right. So explain but, what a caucus is, because I, I honestly I, I I feel like it's just where you go into like a circle. I don't think I'm the, the appropriate person. Have you to, done it before? Uh, no. I think Dylan is more of the person to kind of yeah. like elaborate on this. I think this. Dylan knows what it is, Dylan but he's, is never, the one, he's never had to do it. I think Dylan is the one that actually kind of gave me a little bit more of mm. like foresight on like what a caucus truly is. But okay. like from the way that I understand it, it's like a big rally 
that kind of like shows numbers for like who yeah, isn't like a like a 10 hour thing yeah i think the, that sounds like a really stupid way to get somebody's opinion on who should win an election. Yeah, and you know what? Again, not going to sit here and act like I have any idea because mm-hmm. that, I think that's the best thing that we can all do is like admit to what we don't know and yeah. then try to like you know like immediately after this podcast, I'm definitely going to go in and like get a better understanding of what a caucus <laughs> is. But I'm not going to sit here. It might and be terrible, act, man. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and act like I actually know what it is but that's another problem with our politics today is that you know we're sitting here in school being taught like uh like how to grammatically form a sentence which is still like completely valid and something we need but we're also being taught like how to do all these like life skills in school that were not actually anything that panned out to Mm. anything that i've used and i could have used a little bit more of an education in school as to like a really really clear defined outline of everything to do with our political system and also a really clear (laughs) defined outline on how to do my fucking taxes or (laughs) how to buy a fucking property or you know things that are really real life skills that are just being completely glazed over in our educational system today like I'm strong into math like I think everyone should have to go through math see I'm fucking terrible um but i think maybe maybe like some science classes like and i love science i'm like really into it but maybe would even maybe maybe those economical classes maybe those should be electives and what should be a force like our political system should be a requirement yes exactly we should have more school because i I feel like maybe we should maybe we shouldn't have summers off that's well i think summers off is like an absolute must because like you can only beat things into people's brains for so Maybe, long. What about then, instead of summers off, just mild summers? Well, I just like think one that cl- one, one needs... class a week summers where we teach you the political landscape. I think that the only way that things are ever going to get better in our political system is if we really truly I'm start at your the. Last beer. Please do. I've... And also, if you're calling me out for not having my last beer, we started with a beer before, so it's still a split six. This is, a, this, split this, this is a split right split now. ten at this point for me at least. <laughs> but um, I think the best thing that we could possibly do is really go back to the building blocks of our society and start saying like, okay, we realize that there is an issue with our uh, educational system here, mm-hmm. and we could really truly start to change things if we started way way down at the lower building blocks of when of like giving people a way better understanding of the way that our political system works and how they can go out and make a change and affect things in a really impactful way so i feel like being a teacher would be like one of the most noble jobs you could do it is and how sad is it that our teachers are literally paid like the worst in the nation like our system couldn't be any more backward and that's why like your brother is like an absolute true hero in my mind and my cousin i absolutely love her mm. to death big my, shout out my, to my... melissa Bashera. i absolutely love you you're my hero shout out dylan wagella shout out um kelly griffin yes like, kelly I, my, seriously my these are the heroes like, these are the building blocks yeah. that are teaching our children and our young ones how to go into society and like you you have some teachers that growing up that like definitely changed your life like yes. i have some like like you know like it's 
these are the, like one of the most. It's like a different parent in a way. Yeah, absolutely. These are supposed Imagine to be people that we trust. Imagine if every teacher you had was just as good as your favorite teacher. Right. How much? I, I, maybe it would be cir- circuitry overload, but like you would be like so put together. Yeah. If think? we had people out there fighting for those jobs because they were paid well, th- we might see a completely different kind of culture growing going on here in America. Yeah, where dude. That's why. Like, I always, I always say, like, people are more well equipped to have these kind of conversations. I mean, look at me. Like, I have gaps in my answers today mm. because, like, I am not equipped to have this conversation in a full fledged like political setting you know right like so like my one of the things i always say like if i ever got into like office what i would do is i would pay like i would pay teachers great and i would pay cops great because you pay cops great and you make a competitive field for that job you're gonna get better cops out there that aren't gonna be doing stupid shit like killing people just because they're black and they're scared right just like if you're not gonna have stupid teachers out there just Putting out a movie and whatnot. But I think that's what our forefathers thought when they were putting, like, Congress and other checks and balances in place. And, like, you can't just say that, like, if we paid cops better, things would be better. Like, no, that could easily lead toward a situation where government has, like, this upper hand and it can turn into this sort of, like, completely different side of government that we're, like, not even used to right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I think there has to be a system of checks and balances for everyone including like our police force our teachers our like congress those mm. people that are out there making our everyday like well would you agree decisions. like the, like like so like the people we pay the best in society like besides like ceos and whatnot mm-hmm. doctors right they're held to a really high standard like they can't kill people because that ruins their credibility. Ooh, you know what? I listen to so, so maybe much I... mur- so many murder podcasts because, like, shout out. That's like my absolute favorite cr- podcast is anything true crime. And there we go. I truly, actually believe that our healthcare system does not <laughs> hold doctors in any sort of accountable form. Because if anybody's listened to Doctor Death, not even trying to like shout out Doctor Gavorkian, Doctor Death. Um, oh, is it? Is it a podcast? Sorry. Yeah, it's a it's a murder podcast where this guy is just like completely botching, 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 botching surgeries, oh, I never and he of faked that. his whole way through everything, all his credentials and everything. And then our healthcare system is so jacked that instead of leading all these litigations and proceedings against him, they just kick him out of this hospital and then he uproots and moves to another state and there's no sort of like checks and balance systems that's mm. sitting there saying like hey you're actually kicked out of this state and we're <laughs> not gonna like let you just start up a practice here damn yeah well, and he does it for <laughs> like like a decade or longer of just i guess watching <laughs> and hurting people damn I, I i guess i didn't think of that but like in terms of the cops thing like I guess there has to be checks and balances, but yeah. if your job is like, like let's say you make like opposed to forty grand a year, like eighty grand a year, you're gonna be less likely to fuck that shit up, and you're gonna take it more seriously, and you're gonna get people that are go going into that job, like yeah, this is how I make a lot of money, and I can't I think fucking that's true. lose it. But you do, need, you do need a lot of, of oversight. Yeah, if there's a system of checks and balances, mm-hmm. I think we are reaching Put this. Put more money into the whole entire system, not I've, just paying cops more. Yeah, I was but like just oversight. reading this article about how capitalism is coming to an end, and we might not see it until, like, 
you know, like 2030 or something, but like capitalism is coming to an end. And I think that's Mm. just kind of ties into how like uh, the system in America is just not working and we have to try to find a way to reform the whole entire system in a way where everybody is held accountable by systems of checks and balances. I think that's the one thing that our founding fathers did correctly is saying that nobody should have the power to make any sort of decision without going through two, three other organizations saying, yes, we agree by, by numbers that this is a good idea. Like we need, we need some kind of a system that's going to like, use a government system to check everybody but then we need something to check the government like right now like what we have is like we have the president and then we have like the congress checking the president but that's not working right now because anything donald trump says they will do yeah but this is the end of the podcast yeah brad thank you for being a guest man it's it's honestly been one of the best podcasts i really loved it I'm um, so happy to hear that. Where can people find you and follow you? And is there anything you want to plug? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Future Pixels. Um, and um, I would say the only thing that I would want to add is just be out there, be kind to your neighbor, and just hear people out. People, just listen. That's what we can all do. Just listen. Hey, you heard her here first, guys. Follow me at Nick Wagella on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Facebook at Split Six Media. Um, remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. And thank you for splitting six with us. Whoop, whoop. We'll be back next week. Love y'all. Love you. Love you, Nick. Love you, Brad. <laughs> I said bread, not bread. <laughs> <laughs>